When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. And, of course, our super, 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 super duper friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network who have an array of great basketball podcasts, which you can check out there at hoopheadspod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, coming off the third quarter from hell, which pretty much is all you can say, from last Friday against the Timberwolves, you were hoping for a better effort. At least we knew we were going to get one from Anthony Davis. And boy, did we ever, because he was very determined. If you heard the comments after the game on Friday, he was very, very determined to go ahead and make sure that the same thing would not happen twice. And it didn't happen twice, as the Lakers came out very strong in both the first and third quarters. It's very important that they came out strong in the third quarter. And they ended up pulling away a little bit from the San Antonio Spurs. 114 to 106. we got to get that margin of victory a little bit wider, but we'll take what we can get for right now. But here today to talk about the game, the tremendous performance from Anthony Davis, who scored 34 points, 15 rebounds, six assists, two steals, and a block. Carmelo Anthony was in the starting lineup, and Taylor Horton Tucker returning to the lineup as well in a pretty good performance. 17 points, 7 for 14 shooting. Still needs work on the three-pointer, but you know what? We'll take a plus 14 anytime we can get it. And here today to talk about the game today is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his latest articles. And I put articles because there's quite a few you need to catch up on at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, like Felix, who's now on the chat board, said it was a good game. Yeah. Hey, listen, it was... Uh... Just what the Lakers. Yeah, I thought. I thought after the first half, when we had a five-point lead, I said. I said to myself, and I posted on LakerOlex.com that that uh, boy, the the Spurs have us right where they want us. Yep. We came out and had a thirty-plus quarter for the third quarter, so that was good. You know, the thing that always impresses me in all of these games 
is how good NBA players are at the game of basketball. Uh, I mean, trying to stop the Spurs, all those young legs and, and those fast break threes is very difficult, man. They were shooting lights out. They had 16 threes. This is a team that's really not a three-point shooting team, so they really were in there. It was great to see six guys in double figures. It was great to see 80 dominate with 27 points in the first half. Naturally, that meant that Pops was going to spend the entire second half making sure that he didn't have a big night against them. I mean, they doubled and triple teamed him almost all the rest of the way through the game. But the Lakers shot well, and they played well. You know, it was a, it was a good combination. It, it It's great when you have contributions from everybody on the team. Rondo, even though he didn't score, seven assists and only one turnover. Russ and was Ellington at least, and Malik Monk coming Monk, off the bench did Monk, a great job as Monk well. Made, Monk had four assists, and I continue to be impressed with his playmaking ability and his his rapport with uh, with uh, AD. One of the things that I posted, I guess, this morning was that you start to see almost now a semblance of what the Lakers' rotation and depth chart is going to look like. And I think we've seen Baysmore fall out of that chart. And I think that you're, we're very close to seeing Bradley fall out of it too, as somebody else comes back. I think when none comes back, that Bradley is probably going to go to the bench too. DeAndre um, Jordan has been uh, DMP. DeAndre Jordan now has been shifted over. Although, <laughs> leave it to Frank to make a comment that down the road, you know, we may need him. And I expect there to be some games where we're going to go with two bigs. But but I think the the numbers have been pretty clear. And when you look at the individual stats or when you look at the stats of the lineups, DeAndre Jordan is not part of any of the lineups that are having effective minutes. And so I think that that's a good move. And and I think that I think that Baysmore and Bradley, while they're excellent choices when we really have a depleted roster, they're not the starters that we need to have in that game. I think THT and, and none being the highest paid players, the players that, that are likely to have value, the only two real trading chips we have going into the trade deadline are going to get their chances to start. And I think THT is going to be in that starting lineup consistently because he's going to have to prove that. And it's difficult for him to be in the starting lineup with Russ because all of a sudden, you know, the one thing that's good about it is the commitment to THT means that there is absolutely no way they're going to play DeAndre Jordan in that lineup. So it means AD has to go to the five and you're really, you're really trading Jordan for THT. This is sort of how Frank justifies in his mind, the idea of putting a guy who really can't shoot threes into a lineup that is desperate for three point shooters. Yeah. It's an improvement over DeAndre Jordan. He shoots better threes, more threes than DeAndre does. So, uh, and yeah, not much better. Him. One for five today from three. But yeah. again, seven for yeah. 14 overall. I'll give him. No, and, and I'll tell you the thing that impressed me most about him was his defense. He played elite defense tonight. He was the best defender on the court. He just one and one defense was excellent. I was watching his rotations. He was he rotates really good against the big men. And the combination of that seven foot one wingspan and the 240 pounds allows him, although he's probably 230 pounds now but it really allows him to get his body into the bigs and he does a good job on the rotations. So I thought his defense was dramatically improved from what you and I used to criticize him last year of, of that one little quick fake would send him like three feet sideways and, and he wouldn't be able to recover. He did a good job of doing that.
today. And I, I think he's going to be a stalwart in the lineup, at least for the short term. Westbrook, though, seven turnovers. He did have 14 points, 11 yeah. rebounds, but seven assists and seven turnovers. That's not a good assisted turnover ratio. There was talk that AD had talked to him and that LeBron had talked to him about the turnovers. So what does he go ahead and do? Seven turnovers. Yeah. The comments from AD were hilarious. He said, well, hey, you know, man, at least he didn't have a a quadruple. Yeah. Double, double, you know, or cobble, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There's a point where peer pressure is going to do one of two things. Russell Westbrook is going to reduce his turnovers or he's going to see his minutes reduced. You know, I mean, that's pretty clear. Frank's pretty tolerant of turnovers, especially early in the season. And, you know, and, and frankly, that's been a problem at times with LeBron James that, you know, you get too creative and, and actually in the cases of LeBron and Russ, I don't think it's so much that they get too creative. I just think that they get sloppy. It's like that pass that Russ threw to to Rondo, you know, that was intercepted. And I there must have been at least 10 tweets that hit my timeline, basically people just throwing their hands up in the air at, at how Russ could make a pass that a, that a high school kid would get benched for making, you know. Uh, just a flat angle pass that was with, when the guy was covered and, and it was impossible. It's just one of those mistakes that you just say are dumb plays. And that's been the problem with a lot of the mistakes that Russ has been making. They are really dumb plays. You wonder why I hear all these complaints. DJ complained on, on Lakerholics.com about, geez, these guys are just killing us from outside with these, with these transition threes. Well, those transition threes happen because of transition turnovers. You know, you turn the ball over like that, and one team is going one way with five guys, and the other team is trying to catch up with them with three guys. And nowadays they're not going for layups. They're going for wide open threes. And that's what the, that's what the Spurs did. And they did it extremely well against us. So we take the victory. There's a sort of a saying that Anthony Daniels, the old player on Sirius XM always says that teams always bring back their stars at home. Well, we have one more home game left before a five game road trip. And we have a star who needs to come back and, of course, they wouldn't want him to play a double double uh, back to back, you know, games. So hopefully, we'll see LeBron, you know, tomorrow night uh, against the Bulls, and uh, he'll start, and then we'll be ready to go on the road. And Mello will move back into the six man position. And yeah, that was an interesting call today to make Mello into the starting lineup along with THT added in there as well. I they needed size. They... they they couldn't do what they did the other night. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't have. Kent Bazemore at 6'4", playing power forward. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. 
Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars. Click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. V Garcia is back in the chat room. He's Boo San Antonio, even though he lives in San Antonio. So great to have you back. Russ's minutes controlling the ball has to be limited. The longer he controls, the more prone he is to turning it over. Again, the guy who's used to such ball handling and used to just such ball usage. Unfortunately, with him, the fact he's not a great decision maker, that's what you're going to get, unfortunately. And that the star that needs to come back is Jared the Goat Dudley. No, I'm sorry. Jared Dudley needs to have a successful <laughs> after NBA career wherever he is, as long as maybe even on the Lakers coaching staff. I'll give you the Lakers coaching staff, but never on the court again, hopefully, for the Los Angeles Lakers. I know you're kidding. But, you know, what can I say, B? Once again, the Lakers did win 114-106. do want to go ahead and make it a shorter edition today. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to go ahead and touch on real quick. The bench played well with Malik Monk coming off the bench strong and Wayne Ellington coming off the bench strong. I hope we can get more consistency from them. But then again, these are individual players, which you're going to probably have to see a lot of ups and downs from going forward. And I'm hoping it'll be a little bit more of a flat, consistent line with their success going forward. But with Chicago tomorrow, I'm worried about Anthony Davis because he did play 40 minutes today. So, and I know he played a lot of minutes on Friday's game, even in the debacle third quarter that was. V Garcia, we will be touching on Alex Caruso. I have, you know, I know the comments were made out there on JJ Reddick's podcast, and I will be touching on that extensively with Laker Tom on tomorrow night's broadcast. Bulls night. Yeah, because it's the Bulls. So we thought we'd go ahead and relate it there. And I held it out for a reason because there's been a lot of opinions on what Alex Caruso said. And I definitely want to go ahead and share some. V Garcia says, THT looks like he never left. He was a huge help today, especially the fourth when we needed to stop the bleeding with the Spurs on the run. Yes, he did play strong there. I just wish he can go ahead and and shore up his three-point, at least become competent. I'm not asking him to become good. I'm just asking him to develop that three-pointer to the point where teams have to respect him and not play off him. Because I still see when he's out there, like he did today, where teams are playing off him. But before we head on out, Laker, Tom, I know you're working on some things this week for Lakerholics. I know we're going to be touching on Alex Caruso tomorrow when the Bulls come into town and play the Lakers tomorrow night. But your thoughts on what's coming up with Lakerholics.com. And, of course, any final thoughts on today's game as well. I think what's interesting is that, in some ways, teams always take different routes toward developing the chemistry and bonding as a team. We often hear about road trips being, you know, one of those sources where players have an opportunity to bond and so forth. And and I think what's what's really helping the Lakers to a certain extent is – this slow dribble of players coming back because it's given guys some opportunities to show what they can do that opportunities they might not have had, had we had the full roster there. And it's also without a doubt exacerbated how difficult it is to integrate 11 new players and as well as making some changes in the offense and defense that are required because of the nature of the roster that you've been given as a coach. So I think all of these things have made the first 15 games of the season trying for the Lakers. 
first 14 games of the season trying for us. So it's been a challenge. And, and I think that we've, you know, challenges have one of two results. Either you respond and meet the challenge or you don't. And I think the Lakers have done a good job of meeting the challenge, making the adjustments. And I think that Frank Bogle is, has done a pretty good job making the adjustments, considering that he's got different biases toward the game than, than I do personally, as, as far as how you, how you should play the modern game. He's more of a traditionalist coach who really likes two bigs. He likes two bigs and he likes shot blocking centers. I think there's a lot of good signs that are coming out of the out of the lineup. I think that we know now that Monk is really for real as a player. We know that Reeves is could be a contributor, and the only reason he may not be a contributor is he just might have better guys ahead of him with some of these veteran players. I think that Ellington is starting to show that he could be the guy that starts down the road in in that two spot, you know, and uh, THT could be the guy to start in the three spot. I happen to like the idea of Monk starting. I think that I love his playmaking. And I love the idea that he's a guy who can off of the dribble, get his own shot. Doesn't have to be a three-point shot. Whereas Ellington is more of a just pure three-point shooter. But uh, we're starting to see some of the, some of the sort of ceilings that we thought we had in some of these minimum salary players that we signed that uh, we thought were going to be very instrumental in our winning a championship. And I think we're starting to see signs of that. We're starting to learn a little bit, not not to the point where we got a PhD in it, but you know maybe we've got an uh, an AA in learning how to win without LeBron James. Maybe we can, by the end of the season, turn that into a bachelor's degree, and and maybe by the playoffs we'll be good enough that we can turn it into you know a, a master's degree, and then sometime down the road get a PhD in that. But it's obviously what we need to learn to do. And tonight. If we did anything, we won a game again without LeBron James, and I think we evened our record with him. When, again, so far in this homestand, we only had the one loss there, and we've only really played one really bad quarter, and we won't you know, mention no. too much more that quarter. I mean, outside of that, the Lakers have been very competitive over the course of uh, this past week and a half without LeBron, so... Hopefully we can get him back in the lineup on Monday. I'm looking forward to the possibility that that might be the case. V. Garcia says, Bazemore has become notorious for missing wide-open layups. Was it the MP tonight because of THT or due to injury? I just think it's because he's been having a really lousy week and a half. He's been very unproductive. You talked about V right here in the chat room about how he's been missing wide-open layups. But that's the reason why he's no longer in Golden State, even though he shot 40% from three last year and played pretty good defense, is because of the fact that he makes those bonehead plays and and just is not, uh, like Tom Laker Tom talks about, about lack of focus. He just seems to have it every once in a while, especially on, on some of the most mundane and easy things to do. And to have him out there making those mistakes, compounded with Russell Westbrook making those mistakes, it's just very hard to make up for those kind of things. I know it doesn't mean he's not. It doesn't doesn't mean no too. And I think this is important to say that he's he's not going to be a valuable spot contributor during the year because he can get hot from three. And yeah. there are certain players that he does a very good job uh, defending. You know, I'm sure when we play the Warriors that that he does a good job. See some time, you'll see some time on the court playing opposite step. Yeah. So you know, and I think that it's one of the things that we didn't have any idea when we brought these eleven guys in is that we were looking all at the history of these 11 guys playing with different sets of people in different atmospheres than you have to play with the Lakers. 
And right now we're starting to see some of those guys show that they can play with the Lakers, that they can handle the bright lights, that they can handle the pressure of, of delivering, you know, in Los Angeles without, and they can handle the criticism if they don't do well. You know, I think that we're seeing that in Monk. I think we're seeing it in Ellington. We saw it in Reeves for sure. And I think we're, and this will, this, you may disagree with this one, uh, Gerald, but I think we're seeing it in Rondo. Rondo did a terrific job tonight, even though he was 0 for 2 from, from deep and, and didn't score any points. He was controlling the game. He controlled the game. And, and basically, I think the path that we've seen now is pretty clear, even though Frank constantly wants to put Rondo and Russ on the floor at the same time. We got to stagger those two guys. If you stagger those two guys, basically you really get some pretty good point guard coverage during the night. And, you know, we saw when we miss Rondo, we don't have him in, how valuable he can be. And I think it's good to get him, keep him involved because I think he can be, he can be a real plus during the regular season if we manage his minutes and we manage where we put him, we manage our expectations. And that's what sets the stage for him to become playoff Rondo once we get into the postseason. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But it is a victory for the Lakers, 114 to 106. We'll take it any way we can get it. We'll be back tomorrow evening to talk about the Bulls, Alex Caruso. We will definitely have a lot of conversations on that front. And to me, it really comes down to a lot of decision-making on that end. But again, we'll talk more in detail on Alex Caruso tomorrow. In fact, like I said, we were waiting for all the stuff to come out in regards to what he said. So now that he's been saying everything that he needed to say on that subject and all the news out there, and since Chicago Bulls are in town, it's a great time to talk Alex Caruso on tomorrow night show, plus recap the game. One last thought from B Garcia. I think when Vogel plays Rondo and Russ at the same time, it's because he also has Mello on the court. For some reason, Russ never sees him, but Rondo always finds Mello. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm sure it's something internally if they, they will have to work out. But with Russ, I think there's just a lot of decision-making issues that I think you have to overcome for all the talent that he has. And I'm not sure you're, you're going to be willing to deal with that over the course of the weeks and the months to come as much as you are right now. So we'll see what happens there, but I do appreciate it again, V Garcia and Albert Takero for the big thumbs up. Thanks so much for Felix and V in the chat room, but we will be back tomorrow night. All right. Just everyone to let you know after the game against Chicago, looking forward to having the bulls in town. The bulls are resurgent with all the additions that they made in the off season and they're playing well, up until this past week, they were playing really, really well. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's coming back, former USC Trojan. Fight Lonzo on. Ball has the 10th most 
three pointers in the league. I know. I look what happened to him. Lakers let him go and see what happens. They all leave the Lakers and they all get better because of it. You know what happened there? Hey, even your UCLA Bruins pulled it out in overtime after I oh. thought you thought I spoiled it for you. <laughs> that so was a great game. Turned out to be a good game weekend and, after uh, all. It's so funny how the game was colored by your comments to me. Because at least I, I I felt like I felt like you were being honest at the end when you were saying, "Hey, it's it's a competitive game again." Yes. When they fell behind, I wasn't really too worried when they fell down by nine. Well, there you go. But I left it open for you <laughs> to watch it over. In the future, please realize that if there's another game going on. I'll ask you, yeah, hey, have you watched good. the UCLA game going on? All right. Next time I will. Good, good call. Good call. V Garcia but, um, says, Laker Tom, you my guy. Also says, Gerald, you the man. Hey, we just appreciate you taking the time to check us out right here at the Lakers Fast yep. Break. And no to all the hundreds and hundreds of people who have checked out that are brand new listeners over the course of the past three weeks that have checked us out because I'm seeing the numbers and seeing so many new listeners to us. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our show and to everyone out there that has continued to listen. We obviously thank you very much as well. But we will be back tomorrow night talking the Bulls, maybe LeBron, definitely talking Alex Caruso, and so much more as we wrap up the Lakers Bulls. But for today, it's 114 to 106. The weekend didn't turn out so bad after all for the Lakers as they win 114 to 106 over the San Antonio Spurs. One last thing from V Garcia, all the hundreds and hundreds of new people get used to hearing more of his name. Yes. Okay. It is V Garcia. <laughs> Do appreciate you coming back on like the free guy. Yes, he is. I cannot thank you enough for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow night after the Chicago game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.